Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sounds of the Night. We had a very special guest on this one. We had comedian Shane Moss, who's in the midst of doing an 80-city tour through the United States. Uh, he passed by through Fargo. We asked him if he'd like to be on, and he agreed. And we had this like really interesting talk about psychedelics, um, dream states, lucid dreaming, uh, reality versus the, uh, versus what we perceive to be reality. Uh, we had we talked a lot about politics and um, and how all of that relates to each other. So it's some pretty heady stuff. He himself is a, is a pretty smart dude, and he's hilarious. Um, to give you guys some context of the conversation, we kind of get into it, uh, both acknowledging that we understand what we're talking about, uh, and that's kind of a hard concept f- concept for people to to grasp when they don't even know what they're talking about. Essentially, um, when whenever we make references to this uh, this drug called DMT, it's dimethyltryptamine, and um, <clears throat> it's a it's a naturally recurring substance that you can find in blades of grass. There are very specific roots in the jungles um, that produce it. Um, it's the active ingredient in ayahuasca which is a shamanistic sort of witch ritual uh, brew that has been, it's been ingested for the past like thousands and thousands of years. Um, dimethyltryptamine, DMT, uh, we found a way to synthesize it and, and smoke it. And a lot of people that, that have done it um, experienced a 10 to 15 minute uh, lapse in reality where they, they say that they come in contact with intelligent beings or um, into this like ever-changing landscape of of reality or um, or something to that effect. It's it's very hard to to uh, grasp, but um, there's a lot of weird mysticism set around it, and that's something that we kind of dispel in the podcast itself. Um, it's yeah, it's a very very interesting talk. Uh, we t- we talk about the, you know, what what can be done about research for psychedelics, and how it's helped people with depression or PTSD, and it's very 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 interesting. So um, just just a side note before we move on to the episode, next week um, after this episode airs on Tuesday the twenty second. We um we're doing a live episode of Sounds of the Night on the twenty third. I still need to figure out when exactly that's happening. But if you go to facebook.com slash chamber six media, you can find us and we're gonna make a post about it uh as soon as we find out. It's gonna be probably in the evening, I'd say between nine PM and eleven thirty PM. Uh it'll run for an hour to an hour and a half, and we're just gonna take requests online through the Facebook live video service. So now, having all uh, said all that, I sit back and enjoy our interview with Shane Moss. Hey 
Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Sounds of the Night. Uh, I'm your host, Oscar DeLeon, and our guest tonight is comedian Shane Moss. Hey, Hello! Thanks going? for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. You are, uh, you're coming on after performing one of your shows in Fargo. Yeah. How long have you been on the road now? Uh, since, since like mid-October uh, or something? For this tour? Yeah, This for tour, tour that's 80 cities is... Different than other things that I'd usually I'd go and do clubs and maybe I'd hang out on the road for like three weeks or so. Yeah. This is a much different thing. I'm usually in a new city every night and I've been doing that for about a month and a half now. And uh, I have another uh, about month to go at that pace. And then January slows down a little bit more for only like four shows a week in different cities rather than seven nights a week so So like is it um like what what brought it on that you wanted to like go and tour all these like i mean because i I was looking at your tour map and it was like big cities small cities like fargo and you went to south dakota too or you're going to south dakota yeah i mean just the success of the show um it uh kind of uh the show started taking off everywhere I was doing the show about psychedelics. Um, I was starting to fill rooms. It took me about six months to go from no one showing up to everyone showing up <laughs> and figuring out the marketing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then after that happened, um, my agent really wanted to put together like a big tour and mm-hmm. do all this. And so, uh, so that's what we did. It was originally going to be 40 cities, mm-hmm. maybe 50 and ended up being 80 maybe 90. <laughs> that's so crazy man is that like is that taxing on you traveling like how are you getting around are you on a bus or no i'm driving my car everywhere oh really day. That's yeah super cool yeah yeah, yeah. and Sounds uh like it be painful to your back <laughs> yeah i was more worried about that than i am now yeah um most cities are like three hours away this is tomorrow i have a five hour drive right. that's the longest one that i've had and uh in probably uh 20 days or so mm-hmm. uh, a lot of them been you know i'd say three hours is probably the average even less i a lot of the stuff i was coming up the east coast i was doing like because there's so many big cities and whatnot i was doing like an hour and a half drive each day easy peasy <laughs> uh the tough uh, the tough stuff is is uh staying on top of the other work like marketing oh, getting yeah. in front of my computer booking stuff for the future yeah. getting back to people is that is that show in minot tomorrow uh doing okay i'm, I'm just curious because i don't know how many people i have no idea yeah. um actually i'll show up and I'll yeah. find out when I get there. <laughs> I, I know literally one person that lives there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I mean, it's been the show that I've been like the most like, uh, I don't think this show's going to go right. very well right. here yeah. and my not. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I also like challenging myself and going into weird places right. and we'll see how <laughs> the new Trump jokes that I've had to insert in my act yeah. since the election are going to go um, in like the reddest place imaginable. But um, yeah, there was only two counties in North Dakota that didn't vote for Trump and they were both native American reservations. So. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, but you know, Fargo sold out tonight. And, yeah. That's, that's and super cool. So, yeah, yeah it, it's tough to predict 
Um, in some areas where I think it would sell out, it doesn't it doesn't do near. It's gone well everywhere. It's gone good everywhere. But there's been some places that have been like, well, that wasn't what I was hoping for. Oh, okay, yeah. But most most places are beyond expectations. Cool. So I was just listening to the the well one of the podcasts you did with um with uh, Pete Holmes. Yeah. And uh, it was the one where you were talking about that crazy story with the Mexican and the banana. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was funny though, because I'm go listen to that. If you haven't listened to that, yeah. that's like one of my favorite podcasts of anything ever. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, Pete Holmes is great. But we, uh, I'm pretty sure that you were talking about where my parents are from. They're from McAllen, Texas. Yeah, McAllen. it is McAllen. Oh, okay. There you go. As soon as you started talking about like, the uh, checkpoint that's outside of yeah 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 the, yeah yeah the border. the border doesn't exist there yeah no it's that's the issue and that entire area that southern that's why we got like that's the whole like that's the whole scam about the wall that people don't understand i've yeah. had people on my podcast that intimately understand this stuff Anthro- I, I have a podcast where i interview scientists yeah. Yeah. and anthropologists and stuff and, and and there's this uh there's this like modern archaeologist uh, meaning um because i wouldn't know what that meant either until i interviewed him meaning that he does archaeological data based on things that are like happening right now and he so he goes down to the border of mexico and studies like stuff that gets left behind and and mm-hmm. like, like which is like a lot like, of repaired um, shoes and stuff like that yeah or yeah. like if you are trust untrustworthy news sources it's like uh, muslim rugs and things like that <laughs> yeah i mean this dude the these people have shoes that are like they have different soles from other shoes that are tied to their shoes mm. with shoelaces and shit mm-hmm. so they can walk. And so so they have like a, there's this area that there's I don't think there's ever going to be a wall there. It's meant to deter people through it's it's meant for people to go through there. They set it up that way. It's uh it's a desert. It's a 5-day mm. hike through a desert and they like encourage people to go through there basically like the whole town's set up and like you get backpacks and water and stuff like that and uh and there's only so much water that you can carry on on you and because otherwise they'd be taking like motorcycles or or cars through there or anything they would be stopped immediately Mm -hmm. what what happens is is that um they see the people the U.S. sees people mm. c- uh, coming through, and it's like a five-day journey through the desert, and like a lot of people die and right. stuff like that. So that's like, and like so we're just trying to like funnel them, kind of like through there, so that they'll like learn their lesson right. about. Uh, and so, so they'll see them on the first day, not do anything, and then if they happen to make it and survive for five days, they pick them up. Yeah, that's crazy. You just I, learned your lesson, and it's like it's the fucking craziest shit. And if you there's there's a lot better things you can do than build a wall. You can uh, end the, the drug war. <laughs> well, it's not even just the drug war. It's what what happens is is there's people in Mexico with farms that are there providing for their families. These mm-hmm. are what anthropologists go down and talk with these people, and then 
and then the the male uh, the head of the household sneaks through the border to go and work at these farms for like slave wages basically so any job i've ever had in my life i've had to fill out w-2s like i i work like shady music clubs and whatnot i have to fill out w-2s so (laughs) so what's happening is they're not they're not making them fill out w-2s or anything like that and and so so what they do is so all these farmers get subsidies from the government and so they're getting money just for producing which is very few businesses like i don't i don't get money from the government to perform comedy right um and and they they hire people for um for cash uh which is a thing that you're just not not supposed to do you can fix it right at the source Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to do that and and so so all their plants are subsidized and so these these uh uh the crops are insanely cheap Mm -hmm. they're they're cheaper than they don't they're hiding the cost basically you know like businesses hide the cost they're like something sounds a little too good to be true then you read the fine print and you realize that it's actually more expensive that's exactly what's happening with our grocery stores and so because the cost is out of our tax dollars it's out of our tax dollars just like oil is right and and so they they have people come in so these are people with farms and they but they can't sell enough to make a living because we have these subsidized crops that we're then exporting down to Mexico and selling them at such an unsustain, uh, unsustainably low rate because they're subsidized by our tax money mm-hmm. that these people can't make it as farmers and then they have to sneak through and make this slave wage mm-hmm. Just to provide so for the family. Just crushing them economically. Yeah. If we didn't do that. Yeah. We wouldn't have this influx. You, of, no, yeah. not at all. And, and and the influx is like hardly anything. There's, well, yeah, right now there's just negative, as many people uh, leaving yeah. <laughs> as, as there are coming in. Yeah, that's what and, my family did. Uh, as When they came over from Mexico, they just they had to work. Wait, are you Mexican? I because, Mexican. oh my, uh, this is America. <laughs> I need you to get the fuck out of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, my, my grandparents, uh, when they came out of America, they like, they had to provide for their family some way they couldn't yeah. do it. Uh, especially cause like I said, they're from that border town right. area. There's so much crime there that, uh, essentially everything else in Mexico is you, um, you join the cartels or any mm. of the gang members, um, or you, or you pay them to protect you. And the only way they can escape that is by crossing illegally or through other means. You know, uh, I think uh, some of my family they got it, it was in World War Two. They had those like um, it was like a, a work visa essentially because every like all the Americans went to war mm-hmm. and they needed someone to tend to the crops and everything else. So they came legally, but once the boys came back, you know, they ended up getting just like. Yeah, thrust out or like, uh, you know, it's where like all the rhetoric comes from, where of all these people just being angry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are just we're talking about a a bunch of uneducated people worried about 
another bunch of uneducated people. This is like a lot of projecting stuff going yeah, right. on. And well, it's and it's divide and conquer. I mean, it's it's powerful people. They say it's it's not us that are like driving down your wages. It's that other. Yeah, wages. yeah, yeah. You got to focus on the different persons. Right. You see how different that person is. It's clear as day. Their skin's different. They're super different than you. They're right. not humans. Right. You're the special person. <laughs> And and it's uh, I mean, unfortunately, people are like just really easy to manipulate. I mean, Mm -hmm. we all are. It doesn't help that I'm easy to manipulate. Fund education on top of that, so it's like, you know, if you let the people grow up uneducated, they then turn into uneducated voters, and then you have a endless loop of that. Oh yeah, I mean, this is like, this is unfortunately like uh, the the conservative party has plenty of of ideals and values that have lots of merit and mm-hmm. uh, and about like you know there there are always in every system going to be people that take advantage uh, take advantage of systems mm-hmm. and this is something you want to limit and you want to like guide people against having to take advantage or like if you don't do that there are going to be crooks and stuff like that and unfortunately right. now the crooks are the ones that are in charge of everything yeah <laughs> and 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 so so some of these ideals aren't aren't necessarily wrong it's just that it's tied in with so much uneducated nonsense and and the and the problem is is like these people are scared you know they're they are they've never left their hometown they they think everything they need is right there and there's no no sense in you know you work hard all day and then to blow off some steam you you go and you uh you watch football and you don't you don't just like relax and watch football right. yeah you gotta watch football the hardest yeah. you have to yeah. care the most about yeah. it like this i this weird ideal of 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 that you, you need to work the hardest and people aren't like sitting back and and thinking and analyzing mm-hmm. things and and it's really i mean well, it, I mean, yeah, a, a lot of these things aren't conspiracies. These are just things, memes, like these mimetic kind of things problems, that, yeah. that these ideas that kind of work for certain kinds of people. If you can keep people just like working hard enough where they don't get a chance to look at things a little bit differently, they're really easy to ma- manipulate. Right. My like, girlfriend is a uh, social service worker. And she got her job. It was a new job that was created through Obamacare to aid in helping people um, elderly that can't care for themselves. And all of her clients are Trump supporters. And they, they, so these people are so scared that ISIS, which is like not a thing really, uh, ISIS is going to is going to bomb their nursing home or whatever. Yeah. They're so scared of that that they're willing to vote against because they don't understand. They don't right. know what's going on. They're voting against this cute little girl that's like actually helping them out and helping them through their lives. Right. Because people don't like know what's in their own ISIS interest. ISIS has killed what maybe a dozen or two people or dozen or two people in America, if that. Yeah, yeah if that. Maybe. Yeah. Like, yeah. It depends on if, what you count. Like if the San Bernardino thing, if you count that, 
That's if like you 10 count, to that's crazy to count. Too. Yeah, yeah. Dave right. Chappelle had a fucking awesome thing about that on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, did he, did he I see didn't that? see that. It was but, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. But okay, let's let's say even if we give them the benefit of the doubt, and that does count, uh, lack of health insurance kills twenty to forty thousand people every year in America. Yeah, you wanna you wanna. You, like are, if you're worried levels. about <laughs> safety and like mm-hmm. uh, prolonging people's lives, you want to be worrying about um, uh, things like cancer and heart disease mm-hmm. and things like AIDS. That like Mike Pence is actually against AIDS research. Right. Yeah. He, uh, he actually thinks this is just and it. thinks that smoking doesn't cause cancer, right. too, or at least has expressed that in the past. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, I'm all for uh, uh, impeaching Trump and everything once they get them on a thing, which they'll easily get them on. But but then Pence yeah, takes then, over. Yeah, right. and, but but the thing is, is like the president doesn't do a whole lot. I mean, I mean they do. The main thing is that their spokesperson, though, and Donald Trump's is is an embarrassing spokesperson. And he riles up white supremacists yeah, and he yeah. bans the media from mm-hmm. covering him and things like that. That's the scary and, part. And Mike Pence is such a stereotypical like 1950s villain or like the ideal like what um, a 1950s dad like a was. Like a you know? Republican. Right, yeah. yeah. And yeah, and his hair looks fucked up, like, <laughs> like against birth control. Yeah, like, and it's fun. for like the electroshock therapy. Yeah, for gay people it's, fuck, it's so crazy. Gotta yeah. fix those gays. Yeah, <laughs> gotta fix so, those gays. So, do you think like <laughs> like a solution to like a lot of that that ignorance would be uh, more psychedelic research? Like, I I doubt that we're gonna have like we're gonna be able to replicate the '60s. I mean, I yeah. mean. One, the 60s are like happening right now. Right. Like, there's a big civil rights movement happening yeah. the internet. right now. Yeah. And coincidentally, psychedelic research is taking off again mm. for the first time in a very long time. Right. Um, I'm reluctant to say what psychedelic, I, I mean, I'm reluctant to say like everyone should eat mushrooms and then we'll be all, all be like more open minded and un- understand things. But I'm starting to like go the other yeah. way. I, I, I mean, I've been like a skeptic of this. I, I, I wanted to present like a very measured, very kind of balanced idea and break down the stigma and, and the mysticism as well. Yeah. All the, all the mysticism I think is also bullshit. I think there's a lot of new agey stuff. We were just is, talking about that uh, with the spirit molecule, like documentary. It, it gives off such a, like the secret vibe. It really does. It's what I don't like. I I mean, I make very clear on stage of my show that I'm like, I'm not sure I fucking agreed with anything. Right. Yeah. Right. It really does. And there's a lot of that out there in the new age. And I've, I've gone about with my show trying to cut a lot of that down. Mm -hmm. And, uh, now I'm like, well, I mean, there isn't, I, I mean, what do we have to lose mm-hmm. yeah, any, no, definitely. anymore? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, we're in a fucking upside down land. Yeah. <laughs> like it's yeah, fucking no, things. crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, so, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, um, I, my, 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 uh, knowledge of DMT research or like LSD research has all just been like regurgitated stuff that I've heard from like, uh, obviously, like Joe Rogan and uh, or I mean, yeah, or like Young Russell. Russell. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, so 
like for someone who's like always been really interested in it and seeks that stuff out there is that high level of mysticism to it because there's uh like like today i was just on youtube i was it's not everybody no yeah not definitely not everybody but i feel like there is a i think like the uh the attraction or the thing that pulls people in is just like oh i want to meet the purple lady i know the idea of like abandoning like hey uh religion is 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 kind of crazy right so let's do mushrooms and oh now i'm seeing god now i see what god's doing yeah it's fucking not yeah the purple lady is something that like that i see on dmt trips that uh is something because so many other people see her that's something that it spooked me in the past and um and i don't fully understand it to this day I, i don't totally understand it i don't get what's happening there but um who cares why 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 just go why stop questioning even if even if there's this purple lady that you talk to when you smoke dmt or whatever that's like in some other dimension or something like that i would still want to know the rules that that other dimension lives by and how things interact in that other dimension and why and so you want to do science inside your <laughs> your DMT trips? Yeah. yeah, and that's why and that's why I, I I mean it's that line of thinking that makes me think that it's all in people's heads. Right. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, e- like, even though I've seen convincing things, amazing. I mean, yeah, I know, of course not. Or self or self revelatory, I should say. Even like it uh, still will express things about yourself that you know you might not. Um, know how to fully articulate mm. and um that should still be incredible that we can do that through that you know channel without it having to be some sort of like supernatural source or whatever and even if it is supernatural we should understand the supernatural yeah, like you you don't yeah. the problem that humans have seemed to make through history is they're just like well, God did it, and then they give up, yeah. and that's like that's the answer. We can't. Well, we can't question God's authority. It's like, so. well, well, how does how does God work then? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, fine, there's God, but then how how does it how does this God operate. of ours yeah. operate? Yeah. Like, there still has to be testable ways ways right. of ways of finding this out, and if there's not, I mean, then we'll then, the then what's hypothesis. the difference between? <laughs> Then what's the difference between like purple lady as God and uh, lucky socks make me hit a baseball? Sure. You know? Yeah, 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 definitely. There's yeah. no no yeah. difference yeah. if you're not questioning what it is about the socks that make you hit a baseball better, and and then when you dig into it, you realize uh, the power of the placebo effect and giving people confidence right. is, is exceptionally powerful. And that's why people attach to ideas like this. And yeah. So keep questioning that. That's my frustration with the new agey movement Yeah, is they just don't question enough. They're just like, I s- no, you'll see. You'll get it's it's the exact same as like religion. Once you die, you'll see. Once you, uh, I know this sounds crazy now, but you'll understand (laughs) once you pass. uh, Right. Yeah, that's so. From your personal experience, then, um, and then like doing DMT, Mm -hmm. where? Well, okay. So let me just understand this quick. When you're doing DMT, it's not actually DMT, right? It's 
you it's something that's enabling the dmt that's uh being produced by your brain that's a good question oh really you don't um i don't know enough about it because okay. because here's the problem with stuff like that it's almost impossible to know exactly what it's doing take an antidepressant for example yeah so antidepressant what you're doing is you're adding serotonin and serotonin must make you feel better well it turns out that's not the case serotonin does all sorts of different things in different regions of the brain so okay so say serotonin makes you feel better in this one particular region of the brain well then you need to understand how neurons work and neurons have these synapses meaning that there's these kind of wires but they actually don't touch and one of them um is is shooting out all of all of this uh all of these neurotransmitters just shooting out all this stuff and it has like different shapes basically and then there's another neuron that's receiving it. These are axons and dendrites, not a, a born people. Uh, so there's a sending part, and there's mm -hmm. a receiving part, and there's a space in between. So, so the sender is is shooting out all all of this stuff, all of these messengers is what they are. Yeah. And then the receiver is is taking in a few of these, and then that creates, and then. Uh, what's called an action potential where then it's uh it's shooting other stuff out the other end and then mm -hmm. you get these neural loops i know i'm losing people right now but <laughs> don't Hope worry everybody did the reading before so uh, you will not be tested on this so <laughs> so some of these neurotransmitters mm -hmm. go floating around and some of them in the center they have this this uh reuptake mechanism that is sucking up some of those and when it's sucking up enough it goes oh we've sent out enough and it stops mm -hmm. and it stops sending them so when you pump in just a bunch of serotonin out of nowhere you don't know what it's actually doing you don't know if it is getting sucked up mm -hmm. in the reuptake and it's shutting off the sender and it was actually serotonin that was causing you to be depressed say yeah but at pumping more in makes you less depressed because it's blocking off all of the other receptors you there there's no there's lots of different mechanisms right. and there's no way of knowing exactly what's going on and i especially have no idea what's going on with dmt mm. um i should read more about it than i do and I just don't trust, unfortunately, I just don't trust enough the research because there's so much new agey feel goodery bullshit right. out there. And people just aren't like, you really need Instead to dig. Like, the shit's important. Yeah. And, uh, and so I smoke DMT and read as much neuroscience stuff as I can. Mm -hmm. And then I ask like neuroscientists and I see if I can formulate my own yeah. ideas right. and then bounce them off mm -hmm. of off of people whose opinions I think are legitimate. And um, and so I actually kind of stay away from being influenced by, people are people are often like, oh, you read this book, you read that book about psychedelics. And I, I actually don't really read about psychedelics because I don't, what I have read, I just don't really trust it that much. Yeah. Um, but we do know that there's things, there's things that are valuable to know, like, do psychedelics have an influence on schizophrenia, which is a r really important thing to know. If you do psychedelics, 
will you become schizophrenic? And it does seem as if it can hasten the schizophrenia that you were going to have eventually, perhaps. But when but when you look at it and and that's bad news. Yeah. But when you look at it broadly, um when psychedelic use goes up in a community or in test subjects or anything, the rates of schizophrenia don't move. Hmm. They don't budge. So it's clearly that people were going to get schizophrenia anyway. Sure. It just kind of like speeds up the process. Doesn't that mean then, because usually schizophrenia, as far as I know, like develops or starts showing symptoms, I guess, when you're around 22, 23, something like that. That's my understanding. I've never had anyone on my show talking about schizophrenia. But yes, this is my understanding is like, especially once you hit around 30, you're going to, you're fine. You're yeah. gonna you're gonna be just you're gonna be just so, fine. Okay. So I was gonna say if it if it is twenty two or twenty three, I mean, uh they probably shouldn't be um it, you know, engaging in psychedelic use by that point necessarily anyway. Not not to say that, you know, I, I think twenty one's a good age in general, but like with twenty four being like kind of the age of peak brain development or whatever yeah like 25 24 to 26 being like when the brain fully reaches maturity right um i mean some people will say that um well now this say you take a dose say this is like what our ancestors were doing where this was like a coming of age kind of a rite of passage sort of thing that you would do and kind of get direction in your life and I started doing psychedelics when I was 16 and they were incredibly beneficial for me. Okay. But, um, I mean, maybe I'm an old man, but I do think that like we should really limit. I I think that cigarettes should be older. Uh, I think that cigarettes should be 21. I think that joining the military should at least be 21. I think that now that we know at least 21, at, at least, I mean, I mean, if you ask me, it should be 25. Yeah, that's... If you... Well, we don't even need that shit anymore. We got robots and stuff. Yeah, no But (laughs) I I think if you still want to join the military at 25 years old, good, go and make it like a career thing. I don't think it's like this, like, hey, I'm going to go and do this thing for four years to, like, figure out my life. So I can pay for college or something. Yeah, Yeah. that's fucking crazy. And you can't talk about it either. It's like you got to support the troops. Yeah, yeah. Are you anti-American? I support your intent Right. if you think you're making the world a better place. But I'm not sure I can support any of that action. Right. Yeah, and it's so fucking strange because 18 years old, that's so fucking young you're so naive around that age right and this is a big problem with ptsd is like people grow up in this these are formative years and then they realize like oh fuck did i just go and shoot at (laughs) foreigners right for no reason other than they were other children that were coaxed into shooting at me right yeah God. I mean, I have a friend so that was good. in the Air Force for a while. I don't. I think he joined around nineteen or twenty, and um, I don't know. He didn't even. He wasn't even in combat. He was just in an office in Iraq, you know. And and um, he 
as far as I can gather from conversations with him, seems to have like not just like regret, but like animosity <laughs> toward the military. And I mean, I'm in a little bit of a bubble doing a psychedelic show, uh-huh. but I have people come up to me left and right that are right. veterans that were like, I was fucking duped, and I don't I don't know how to handle it. Right. I can't I can't deal with it very well, and 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 some of the people that I see out there that are like super proud of it it just on honestly the, the these these yeah. people it's not getting yeah it's not computing it's i think that's like a self-defense mechanism where mm-hmm. people aren't allowing themselves mm-hmm. to process it because it's just so belligerently yeah. like kind of well, informed I mean, and like the flag is the best and it, it's it's almost it's, brainwashing. It, yeah, in the way it that, is yeah. brainwashing. If you consider how many like civilians were killed in Iraq, like at least a hundred thousand, maybe upwards of a million. Like, there's a lot of people that were in the military at that time that definitely killed like women and children. <laughs> and I don't know how you like live with that after the fact. Like, well, you yeah. can, you can be like, like military. It's like your commander's orders, you know. Well, you so. could be like someone like Chris Kyle who like enjoyed it. Yeah. And, he, and he was regarded as like this great American hero. Yeah. And then Clint Eastwood made a movie about him. Right. Like, it was that. And it know, was a big revered. movie. It was such a big movie. Yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. I mean. And then he punched Jesse Ventura in the face. Yeah, so he says. <laughs> yeah. I. <laughs> uh, I I don't even know what to think about it, it, it. It's just like, I think it's, I think humans are exceptionally flawed. Mm-hmm. And I think the people that don't recognize that are the ones that make the most mistakes. Because if you're not mindful enough to know that like, hey, I'm a human. I'm going to make lots of mistakes. I'm going to make lots of bad decisions. I have evolved in a certain way that makes me biased. I uh, I do things against my own self-interest sometimes. Right. And and the, and the people that are the most firm in their beliefs, like, no, I know. I know what's... I'm not going to look into it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I mean, look at, like, climate change or something like that. Or, or, or even a better example is, like, creationism. Like, right. I'm not going to... The world's 10,000 years old. That's just it. That That's, I'm definitely going to, yeah, and you'd be like, it's going to be much more devastating. But so, yeah. <laughs> so would, would the, would the furthest star that we can see be 10,000 light years away? Because that's it would take 10,000 years for the light to get here and they don't have an answer for you. So what, what did God do then? If, if we can see stars that are further away than that. So to God speed up the light for it to get it here <laughs> is like that he gave it the like appearance of maturity. The universe, the like that it it looks like an an aged universe. Like what you know, Adam and Adam and Eve came out as full grown adults. So yeah. So therefore, this, the universe was the same. This way. is like God must have really been mucking around with the laws of physics through uh, from the from the time us. that he was uh, since he created it. Yeah. God, God made this and that, and then on on day eight, he totally fucked the <laughs> laws of physics, and and because it just things like uh, Noah's Ark, uh, the world's 
uh, they'll say this with climate change. Well, the world's never going to flood again because God said that he'd never cause another flood. And he'll remind us of that through rainbows. So did rainbows not exist before Noah's Ark? (laughs) Because that means that rain must not have existed because it creates a prism. Light bounces off of it and shoots into your eyeballs. We have a pretty good understanding of how that works. And so, so then, so then you have to like really be like, nope, nope, not going to look into any of it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm just because any little bit of it that you look into is going to yeah. make it make you question it makes it. the world inconsistent with your already. Right. Uh, yeah. And you need to protect those. Yeah. And it's very early on in the Bible because like, you know, early on, there was a. Uh, Adam and Eve, and then Cain and Abel, and then, like, one of the two killed each other. Mm -hmm. And then they're like, and then he moved, and there was a bunch of other people. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Where the fuck did they come from? Right. (laughs) You know? So it's very, yeah, extremely, extremely strange. And, yeah, as soon as you just start, you know, like, scraping down a little bit of it, it just becomes... Yeah, this is actually called uh, the illusion of explanatory depth, whereas we just assume that we know how things work. Our brain just tells us that. Like, how's a toilet work? You know how a toilet works? Of course I know how a toilet works. (laughs) Okay, but how does the water, like, swirl around and what happens? And it turns out, like, no one really knows how a toilet works. There's, like, 50 people. That know how a toilet right, works, right. and and it's the same thing with texting. Like I don't know how my my fucking text is going to, you know, your phone or his phone. Like I I don't know. Well, it just like shoots up and hits the satellite yeah, in and space, and then shoots back, and it's <laughs> like I'm sure it's pretty easy, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, it's you know. the same with the GPS, where they, you know, every time I hear the GPS uh, explained, they say it's like. Without the theory of relativity, which uh, accounts for how time changes through the speed of you know through a, the speed of an object. Satellites are on a different time than we are. The, this is actually the specialized theory of 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 uh, <laughs> relativity, and not just the general. Where whereas the further away you are from mass, right. uh, time changes. Right. Um, be, so now we be, have creationists using GPS uh, to get to to get from their car to church, and it's right. like they don't realize everything else that went into that. That um, also is the same math and science, or like method that developed the theory of evolution. And yeah, like the consensus on climate change. Science is not perfect, but it's like it's gotten us a pretty long. Way. Yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah, it <laughs> yeah. really does, and we yeah. seem to be zeroing in on something, right? Um, and not just like I get to say whatever I want. I'm not gonna look into it. I work too hard, so when I'm done, I, I gotta watch the football yeah, hard. I gotta watch it harder, harder than anyone. As hard as hard as you can. <laughs> like that, that. That's another part of this mentality that we're brainwashed with. It's like yeah. the harder you this this idea of meritocracy, yeah, where yeah. like. The harder you work, the more stuff comes your way and stuff like that. And and to an extent, some of that does yeah. does help. It's, but I mean, uh, it's, it's the illusion that was like, you know, created by the the elite to like give to poor people to think if they work hard enough and they accept the shitty conditions they're living in. It's like the, the boss man thing you talked about. There's a boss inside all of us. <laughs> uh, Just flipping it around and looking at life in a different way. Right. Well, uh, what if this is the trip? Well, yeah, and it's like uh, with 
with uh, you know the meritocracy idea um, given to the poorest among us or whatever, if they have to work 40 to 80 hours a week, they have no opportunity to not just get informed, but like be political activists and like work for or to or, get change in their government. Or to sit back and think. Or, I mean, people don't even know it. how to relax. Right. Yeah. People uh, like a, medi- meditation is this like, why would you sit down and close your <laughs> eyes for 10 minutes? <laughs> well, you might learn things about yeah. yourself. Oh, no, no. Or learn how to like uh, manage your emotions a little bit better. Right. Or, yeah. Right. Create a little space between your thoughts and your actions. Yeah. Um, and th- this is this is just something that is coming back now. Fortunately, yeah. I think we, we got away from it. And, and again, these are like. These are kind of uh, these cultural memes, these things that kind of work toward. Uh, so if you're a uh, if you create a religion that says be fruitful and multiply and that religion. And so now you're cranking out kids left and right. That You've just passed that, that yeah. belief just made you pass your genes on more. And then you're passing that on to your kids that right. will make them there's nothing inherently true about that belief system it's just that it really works it for the spread of our genes advantage yeah yeah and uh and and so so then we end up getting kind of wired to believe in to believe in these things and and uh and not to question them and and most of most of our beliefs are are um Creating an incredibly heavy burden on ourselves, m- bigger, bigger than yeah. what needs to happen. I, 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 I mean, life, life isn't as hard as we've made it out to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea, create more jobs, more jobs. What? Yeah. What, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Why would we want more jobs? Like, <laughs> wait, well, what's the point of like yeah. having robots and all this shit? Right. Like, you make all these advan- advances to make things more efficient. And that's that's one thing that you know, even Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, you know, I like most of his like science advocacy, but what like in that little area, he talks about how, uh, you know, with the automation, people are worried that we're gonna like displace all these people's jobs and that, you know whatever 20 percent of the workforce isn't going to exist anymore so what are we going to do it's like i don't know like work 20 to 30 hours a week yeah so easy like you know no we're just going to be more innovative and we'll find a way to be again 40 hour work no i gotta relax and we haven't evolved for it our hunter-gatherer ancestors were working like four hard hours a day right maybe like going out and hunting gathering that sort of thing and then they there was a lot of kicking up your feet and socializing and and yeah uh, otherwise you wouldn't have dancing and all this silly storytelling i mean i mean most of life is not this utilitarian kind of thing otherwise people wouldn't be getting like bmws or you know lamborghinis or whatever i bet you see the divorce rate go down if people don't have to work as much because they get to spend more quality and quantity of time with their families and we we talk about this a lot too is like trying to be artists or like uh we do like we do video stuff here um we are like essentially just slaves to a system to like we have to we have to put in a 40 hours a week and then in our free time is when we can actually advance ourselves as mm-hmm. human beings just by you know by fitting inside that like it can system. work too yeah, i mean yeah. i'm i'm the busiest i've ever been in my entire life right now doing an 80 city tour i mean right i'm working hard it's harder than your average american is right. I, I i mean i i'm 
driving X number of days. I'm doing a show yeah. and I'm, I, I just also know that I need to blow off some steam here and there and, and I need to meditate and be mindful. But, but this is, this is definitely, I mean, I used to work in factories and everything else and this is the hardest, this is the least amount of work uh, of sleep that I've ever gotten in my but life. But you're doing things that are fulfilling for you. Yeah. That's the- yeah, that helps. But, but I'm also, it, you know, it, it's advancing the work that I'm putting into right. it is in fact advancing my career a lot of that I'm, i am making more money this this right. kind of stuff does work it's just like how do you find that balance where right. Right. where is that balance right and yet yeah, like the just real quick sorry but the like it's not the busyness that's like i find objectionable or whatever it's just the the fact that what we're making ourselves busy with is like alien to our like sense of fulfillment and self-worth you know what i mean like, yeah i mean yeah. people just aren't allowed the time to be mindful like mm-hmm. i i don't think our hunter gatherers really needed meditation because mm-hmm. they were in the moment mm-hmm. <laughs> like shit was gonna attack yeah. them or yeah. they needed to go out and get food or whatever and then you're hanging out with your friend they were in the yeah. moment it's it's hard to wrap your mind around that in a post-scarcity world where like you know uh we we still have the same brains that we did you know four or five thousand years ago but seventy five thousand years ago for the most part ten thousand uh, 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 max by the bible study ah <laughs> uh, yeah yeah <laughs> well uh, yeah they 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 are pretty sure if, if you took a ba- if you traveled back in time mm-hmm. and snatched up a baby from seventy five thousand years ago and raised it now it would be the exact you you would not be able to tell any yeah. distinction but you maybe would get arrested for kidnapping well <laughs> kidnapping was like kind of the norm back then so it depends like on a, what a laws leopard, here a leopard took our baby true. i guess we're gonna have another one yeah that's true <laughs> so when did you um you said you were 16 when you started doing psychedelics when when was it like when it like fully clicked in your mind where you're like oh there's something beneficial to to doing it Pretty much right away, really. I mean, I did take it for fun starting out. Mm-hmm. I was like a rebellious person. Was it like acid, mushrooms? Mushrooms were first. Acid was shortly after. I've always been more of a mushroom person. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah, it, it certainly it didn't take long mm-hmm. um, to see some benefits. And, uh, I mean, just forced in introspection and having to deal with yourself yeah. and uh i mean tripping can be hard and that's one of the best yeah. things about it in my opinion it can be difficult yeah especially like when you have to deal with like you know um family issues or like uh, emotional scars that you have from from childhood from childhood yeah, yeah and i i have i'm pretty like mild in that department you know really? my parents were overbearing yeah you know but they had like their best my best right interest in mine mm-hmm. execution who knows you know? <laughs> right, yeah but um uh, but yeah i i think uh um I think that being able to just have this forced introspection and have this way of reframing uh, some things in life and gaining a different perspective is very important. Psychedelics aren't the most important thing in the world. What is important is having new experiences. Right. 
gaining knowledge, mm-hmm. looking at life in different ways. That's exceptionally important. Mm-hmm. These are confronting things that you might be repressing. Like yeah, and and this isn't even like there's uh, this isn't an intelligence thing either. This is this is just. Uh, uh, the 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 people in academia that have the the most um problems with say alzheimer's or mm. whatever um uh, other other problems with the brain are are the people that are like in the top of their fields because they don't get questioned and they get pigeonholed into doing they're really good at this one specific thing and so they don't really learn anything else. They keep on digging and digging, and and their whole life becomes mm-hmm. this, this little thing. And and um, and they're not. The brain needs to be learning and creating new connections all the time. Mm-hmm. And when that doesn't happen, that creates a lot of problems. Parts of the brain start to atrophy. Mm-hmm. And uh, does that sort of create like a a, a closed mindedness toward? Uh, new ideas then too yeah yeah if, if you haven't uh opened yourself up to them and it's hard to do it's it's so the brain is the brain doesn't like using any more energy than it has to so anytime it can create this habit mm-hmm. where you don't have to think about it you just do it like take exercise that's great like mm-hmm. i i wish i had i i've had that in times in my life i wish i fallen out of it i wish i had it again to be able to like go exercise for an hour you don't think about it you don't question it it's just a routine that's what you do these are these are like the upsides of how great our brain is at learning Mm -hmm. but then our brain's so good at learning that we can get addicted to drugs because we because we had this positive feedback for a little while you can get addicted to work you can get too complacent right it's such a it's such a fragile thing like the human mind in that uh i mean Im- imagination alone is such a crazy thing to even conceptualize but um but yeah we have those downfalls where we can just fall apart at any given moment especially like even with like like i, I mentioned earlier like heartbreak like if you like get your heart broken by someone or something like that can just end everything for right because you're not thinking right you're mm-hmm. anxious i right. mean a, a lot of that is just anxiety i think anxiety is killing a lot of people because we have we have anxiety to spare this world is not very it, this world's plenty safe this world's oh, not terribly dangerous and uh we're wired to be scared of you know our ancestors didn't need to meditate because they had legitimate <laughs> things concerns to, <laughs> they had, yeah fucking they had to be hunting, yeah you know hunting them down yeah and, and I, mean, that, I think that's why we um i don't know where i read this but like if we see an open field there's a sense that that's where the sense of calm comes from is because there's no predators yeah, anywhere you around get a clear view yeah yeah, that's why like a savanna kind of area is mm-hmm. like your ideal. This is like a lot of your classic paintings of of like what what your grandma or whatever will have in her right. house of this classic scenery, where there's enough there's there's enough tree coverage where you can hide, and there's enough open space right. where you can see other you can see prey running through it, and you can see predators coming. Right. And then there's a water source too, so it's always like a lake or whatever. Right. And, and, right. Uh, and, and the sun's out, and there's no storm or anything. Yeah. Well, I, I imagine the sun thing was mostly just like 
trying to wrap your head around where the fuck is that thing going <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it gonna come up again tomorrow right that thing seems pretty important <laughs> a lot of tribes and and nations like they um i always find it kind of astounding that they had such a deep understanding of the cosmos and, and the stars and star patterns where it's something i feel like us m- in modern times have completely lost that unless we study it you right. know but yeah i guess they had so much time to just be looking up and being like and we live in cities, so we don't even see that many right. stars as they saw a lot. Yeah, and yeah. to help navigate and everything else, right. like the northern star. And, and that's like, that, that's also subjective. There's no such thing as like north or south or whatever. Like, right. like in the sense of the universe, there's right. a, there, right. there is, it, well, it, it's all. Well, even if you go to the North Pole, everywhere is south. Like, yeah. there. Yeah. So. And, and the North Pole is just as much the North right. Pole as it is the South Pole yeah. or the 30-degree sure. pole. It, it just depends on it. it, it all, all of meaning is context-dependent right. and very subjective. Because yeah, we're just floating in eternal nothingness, you know? Yeah. Which is, that's a fucking terrifying thought. And yeah. I, well, terrifying in, in a, just a... It's uh, something. Yeah, yeah. But it's expanding into nothing. Right. Which is and weird. Then, Second and we don't know what make everything still at the end of it all. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. What What's the like? Uh, I guess the the most impactful thing that you've like maybe gleaned from from a from DMT DMT trips or even like psychedelic trips in general. Um. Well, DMT and every other psychedelics are two different things. Sure. Yeah. DMT, I've gained insight into the inner workings of our mind that mm-hmm. build these perfect models, these ideas of like, uh, that's a table. I know what a table looks like because I have this perfect image of a table in my mind and the it's flexible. Table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these exemplars. Yeah. Um, and I know what a perfect woman looks like or a perfect man looks like. And I think you see those worlds on DMT um what what, what does the world look like to you from your personal experience like perfect perfect they look yeah. like everything makes the most sense it's ever made mm-hmm. because it's like the rawest like everything is if you see like a silhouette throwing a frisbee it's like the exact it's like the exact form that you'd want to throw a frisbee it's mm. the same thing if we were to close it if you were to close your eyes and visualize yourself throwing a frisbee your brain is gaining access to a memory of how to throw a frisbee and it's stored in there somewhere and it can be represented as like a person in DMT of, of, uh, showing them throw a frisbee and, and also DMT is also so fucked at the same time and (laughs) crazy and different than all of this that it makes you, it just makes you like, well, I guess I don't know anything. So do you, do you think there there's a relation between like DMT trips and and dreams? Because I've uh from like personal experience like I I I'm a pretty heavy dreamer. Um and when I'm inside those worlds uh, or like the that dream or whatever. Um I don't question time. I don't question the reality of what's happening, you know, obviously like my hand can turn into soup at any given moment. Um so it like is that do you think it's related at all? Yeah, I mean, I've had more lucid dreams since I started smoking DMT. I never had a lucid dream in my life, I don't think, until I started smoking DMT. And then I, I never tried to have a lucid dream. I just have them sometimes yeah. now. It's like I opened up something. 
Do you, um, do you like them? I I'm, I barely even remember my normal dreams. I've never had a lucid dream. Yeah, I wish I had them all the time. I should really yeah. put some effort into it because uh-huh. it's easy to train yourself to do. From what I yeah, what I've read that it's not terribly hard. Lazy. It does take dedication. Yeah. 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 I I don't yeah, I'm I'm always like uh afraid of trying to like lucid dream because I have sleep paralysis and that happens, you know, whenever it wants to essentially. And how, that's that How often do you get that? Uh it happens every time I take a nap for sure. Mm. And just last week so you wake up and you can't move yeah and it's um well it's like it's it, the, the sensation is really weird so what i know it's happening uh say if i'm drifting into sleep th- th- there's a buzzing in my ear and it's like zzz, zzz, and then i feel my body you know when you drift drift to sleep there's like an ease that goes over through you that happens to me and then once that happens, there's a panic that goes through my mind where it's like, no, 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 wake up, wake up, wake up, don't let this happen. And the only thing I can move are my feet. Mm-hmm. And um, that's if I'm falling into it. And then I can maybe shake myself out of it. If I wake up, um, yeah, I can see the room that I'm in, completely paralyzed except for the feet again. Um, and my brain manifests it is like one of the weirdest things about it. My brain manifests someone that I know outside of my door that I can kind of see. I also forget the sensation that I'm suffocating, um, which freaks me out. And every, like it's like I'm dreaming, but I'm seeing my room at the same time. And uh, yeah, then I just had to like accept it or knock myself out of it. Do, do you get that like sort of like dark presence, like what Chris no, gets? Or? No, I actually just looked some stuff up to see what other people experience Mm -hmm. and i i feel like it's there's two camps there's people who feel like a dark presence around or whatever like something sitting on them and staring at them or they get what i get which is like you're aware of your breathing and you're like oh no you're suffocating you're not breathing Mm -hmm. like yeah whatever that is yeah so i never get the dark presence but i definitely get like a i get this panic of um trying to call someone out to wake me up and that's why I, my brain manifests like someone outside the door and me being like uh like tr- try to wake me up wake me up you know and it never happens so yeah yeah i i mean i've had so few experiences with lucid dreams that i really remember well but it's always like something is like weird like i'll i'll go to like my ex's place to visit her and she's like there's there's something wrong with my breasts and then she shows me her breasts and they're like they're like tethered by like four ropes or something like Uh that and then it's just like these balls that are hanging out there and then i'm like that's not right and i'm like oh wait a second i'm dreaming right now because that can't be true and then i'll like flip into I'll just be in a grocery store, just like a regular old grocery store, and I'll, like, see people around. I'm like, man, I'm dreaming right now. How am I making up all these people? And I'll, like, try to approach them and, like, like, get their attention and stuff, and they'll just keep on going on about their day and just ignore me. Does it, is it, like, you know, I, you know, you've talked about how uh, DMT is just as vivid, if not more vivid than just, like, regular old walking around reality. For sure. Is lucid dreams like that is it super vivid or or Mm -hmm. is it because like i always feel like um 
when I dreaming, at least when I remember my dreaming, like the opacity is down like 50% where it's like, you know, there's like a darkness that, and like everything's a little bit see-through or something, you know what I mean? Like, and not everything's like fully there, if that makes sense. I, I, I kind of get that. Like yeah. I've, I've had, if I, if I can remember my dreams, it's always like night. Yeah, it looks like or like like there's like a dark background to everything. I don't know if that if you get that too, but yeah, in regular dreams, yeah. but not when I lucid dream. And it just feels like normal. Like, do people look like people? And people look exactly like people. Yeah. And like, I'll be standing there, and I'm like, I'm dreaming right now, and this looks so real. Like, That's what so is this fucking? Like, how is my brain doing this? Yeah, but it, but DMT is way different it's yeah it's like uh you, you, weird colors and holograms and landscapes mm-hmm. that are completely unfamiliar and and worlds that are completely unfamiliar but they're very clear so I, i'm curious one thing that like i mean i don't know if there's even any way to describe this like but we have another friend that has done dmt once before and he's not positive if he's broken all the way through or anything but he dis- did describe like time dilation and and how like there is that feeling of of timelessness and i always have my a hard time wrapping my head around what that means uh exactly like what does it mean for there to like be no time like does it does do things feel chronological when you do them or like uh seems like everything's happening at the exact same time and time is like not a thing at all uh seems like everything's happening all at once so so there doesn't feel like an order to your like or I mean, maybe decision isn't even like an, a proper word to describe what you're doing in there. Yeah, like just as a better example to grasp, that is like founded in kind of a dream state, mm. which DMT is like a completely different world altogether for the most part. Mm. But you'll also still see dream states like at the exact same time. Weird. You'll see like someone just getting home from work and walking through a door. And then it will flash to like a different scene in history, and like all of it's happening at the exact same. <laughs> what the fuck? Time. Right. Yeah, I think you're the one that described it as uh, blinking several times and seeing different worlds. Yeah, it's a lot to wrap your head around. Yeah, it's all of it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. it's a big download. <laughs> That's so crazy. Yeah, that. Because I yeah I. I, I haven't actually done any psychedelics. You've you've done a little bit. Yeah, I've done acid a lot. Um, I did. Well, here's the thing: is that I never know if it w- if it was actually DMT. Um, I was with some shady guy, and he's like, "Hey, I have this thing called DMT." Um, and I did. It was only uh, in a you know just regular piece, and I took a puff, and I saw like enter the void colors, mm-hmm. you know, like the weird shapes. But that was about it, and didn't yeah, say anything. You didn't break through all the way but you're yeah. you're getting close yeah so that was pretty much it but again like i don't that know how long ago was that like five years ago yeah yeah so but i mean yeah the guy was like i was getting a vibe of like oh i i do this like to you know the same way i do like pcp <laughs> you know? yeah where yeah. it's not it was like getting a, like an abuse approaching so. it properly yeah. yeah so it was strange but that that's the extent of my experience I've had like really crazy um, l- like loving feelings or like loving experiences on acid. Mm-hmm. I did acid one time for an entire weekend, like just dropping, dropping, dropping for like it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I had like some really 
life affirming and like crazy trips that kind of like I related to my career or whatever, you know. Right. But that's yeah, again, the extent of that. And I I wish that we had uh, a society where we could like go to a doctor plug into like an IV yeah and experience something like that cuz I know have like a regulated dose of yeah, something cuz I know people are doing that with ketamine right and uh, so they can treat depression yeah and I uh, they're starting to do that with like psilocybin too and you were talking about MDMA as for PTSD yeah. right mm-hmm. and yeah um so we're getting there feels like yeah we're going a centimeter at a time and but we're like once those breakthroughs happen and we see like the undeniable positive effects they have yeah i mean right now they have to focus on like ptsd stuff because uh, your most conservative person will still be like well we need to for the troops for the veterans blah 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 but like if you're just talking about regular old depression or whatever else or whatever just pro- like or just figuring out life your own yeah sense of that's self, so, yeah. Uh, that's like a pick uh, pull up your bootstraps kind of yeah. like everyone has a bad day wow, hippie. if you want to be yeah. better just be a better person like nah, there's a little more to anything. it than that yeah. sentences that have literally almost no content <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah so i mean like you said uh who knows what we'll get with the um law and order president uh and whether or not that's going to be a gigantic step backward for all of this stuff but um it's tough to say. I mean, I thought I thought maybe like he was just running on a bunch of nonsense and was gonna go like, just like fiscal. I'm a deal maker. Let's figure out how to increase GDP and mm-hmm. and and it looks like that's not the way that he's going. It's uh, it's gonna Sometimes be like let's get let's get on. things like let's get these types of humans registered. Let's get them on a list. Yeah. Which, I maybe maybe like maybe. Maybe we should all be on a list so that we know which ones were the fucking people that s- were supporting this shit. So or that we should all when like history name only convert to Islam or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and maybe yeah. I I mean maybe. Or just have I I mean may, maybe registering would be good just to know that like, hey, once uh, once there's all these war crimes that are probably going to happen. I want to make sure I was on the list of the people that were super against this. Right, right, right. <laughs> You know? Yeah. I, like, I, I don't want... I want to make everyone know that I am not a part... But no, I, I mean, I'm, I'm being a little silly because, no, you don't fucking register people and put people on the right. list. It's fucking right. ridiculous. Right. Yeah, it's Nazi Germany. That's what it is. Right. You know? And yeah, like, we unfortunately overused that reference because now it's fucking happening. Yeah, right. I think I saw you, you tweeted about that like earlier today or something. Because, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, you know, the step one in his authoritarianism, besides the like race baiting and like xenophobia, was uh, saying he wanted to open up the libel laws, making all these news outlets banned from getting um press badges which there his, are no libel coverage. laws that's the fucking... well like there are libel laws but it's like it's incredibly hard to prove libel. <laughs> like because right. it's like you have to demonstrate that they knew they were lying about you and that it did irreparable damage to your um to your reputation right. you know and like 
so he did he did all that and then he's like yeah i want to bring back uh, torture for the sake of it and like i you know i can't rule out a nuclear first strike all that stuff is like you sound pretty fascistic i i, I don't really know well and same thing with like, like phrase it loading up people in, in trucks and deporting them oh yeah 11 million people yeah. like just kick them out yeah i mean one of the good things that'll come of this is like now I mean, the reason why Trump won was because so many people and none of us saw it coming was because so many people were in the closet and they the were not yeah. like there's there's more Trump pent signs out now oh, yeah. after the election right. that there were before people being like, yeah, yeah, this is how I this is what I think. And much like a much like a trip brings out all the, the all of this darkness mm-hmm. and exposes you and yet makes you look at all of these many flaws. Like this is a this is a trip that we're about to go on, and it's mm-hmm. going to pull out all of this stuff from. This is a collective, non-conscious of of we have these every human is prejudiced, and uh, and it's now or exposing that you know. Like, yeah. 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 Well, no. Every single human is prejudiced well, okay, in some way. Yeah. But but yes, yeah. and then and then people will be saying like, well, the economy. I think this is going to help my pocketbook if we lock up all these people, which it won't. Hidden costs and everything. <laughs> um, brain drain. Right. And and uh, and or and so so crime or something. Perhaps it's exposing it. I mean. I mean, as much as it's going to be a hit for the scientific community to have an anti-science uh, person in, that's that just comes along with uh, the conservative party. You know, right. um, these people are scared. They don't want to. They don't want to learn. Knowledge is scary, and and new ideas are scary. And Our new let's, infrastructure. Let's, let's avoid them. Yeah. But but this is a particular kind of. This isn't just like a conservative mm-hmm. president. This is a, a particular kind of monster. Right. Who is uh, who is bringing out a lot of other monsters, and now we're gonna all get a good look at them. They're all coming out of the woodwork, and uh, we might get to look at back on this and be like, "Oh, this is what the problem is," because now people are out and they're acting yeah. this right. particular way. Which I don't know which one's worse. Like, I mean, it, yeah, in practice, um, having them all be out and feel like, "Oh, you know, my voice is just as legitimate as the person down the street." That's scary because then you get like a lot of like swastikas painted on middle schools and things like that, or like people getting assaulted. But then the other part of it is like if everybody's very afraid to like uh, be openly admitting that they're racist, essentially, um, then you have an issue where it's like, oh, are, is there like an undercurrent of uh, racism that's informing everything that we're not really know how to like put our finger on? Oh, yeah, there is. Like yeah. evolutionary psychology exposes a lot of this. Right. And and then the nice thing about all this is is like we might be able to label it like these are these are, you know, we're talking about people that like labels like a black and white world. And we might be able to label this and be like, no, this is this is Trumpism. Right. You know, yeah. it might be we might be able to label it just like no one wants to be a Nazi right. anymore. Right. Maybe uh, no, yeah. maybe no one will want to be a Trumpist uh, in the future, <laughs> right. and and yeah. and will uh, and and will will see that, and, and, and we'll get people will be embarrassed by it. Seventy years of not this happening. Yeah. If we survive climate change, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, climate change can probably take the hit for four years. I you mean, think so? 
I mean, it's gonna be fucked no matter what. <laughs> yeah, We're exactly. kind of in a point I mean, of no return. But yeah. but um yeah, I I mean it 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 can't but it will have to, mm-hmm. and we're going to have to adapt. And hopefully, the backlash is like way yeah. e- extreme in the other direction as far as addressing climate change. Yeah. Once, once everyone has to move in, then because Florida's the coasts are, yeah. yeah. I mean, then you know it's going to get rough for a while, and there's but there's going to be people getting together and realizing right. we yeah. fucked up and. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that, like, part of the human condition is that we only respond to tragedy, so... Yeah, I guess the only, the other scary thing for me, you know, it's one thing to, like, move inland and, like, avoid uh, coastal flooding and stuff, is, like, from what I understand is that the with the permafrost melting, there's, like, potential for uh, ancient viruses and bacteria to unfreeze and uh, drastically not only affect our you know, whatever biome, but, no. but all our, our atmosphere and that they're going to produce different gases and then plankton will die. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, a lot of us could really, uh, die. I mean, it yeah, might be yeah. might mass kill off. We just haven't had one in a while, yeah. you know? And yeah. I mean, there's, and then we'll be better for it, I guess. Yeah. There's been what, six massive extinction events in earth. Since yeah. And so. we're, we're in one right now, yeah. but I think that vertebrate or, Vertebrates and invertebrates are going extinct at a rate like a hundred times faster than mm. normal right now. I say fucking bring it on, dude. <laughs> well, it's, it's great for like bacteria and stuff like that. You know, there's pros and cons. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And if you don't think some of those Trump guys aren't gonna die, like you're fucked up because a lot of those guys are gonna die. Yeah, well, you know, a lot of us are gonna. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you know, there's no point to like. We're only humans. We're yeah, gonna yeah. fuck up and. Uh, you know, we tend to learn lessons the hard way yeah. because we're imperfect yeah, beings. Yeah, I guess this is where the existential point of view of just embracing our death is the, the yeah. only thing we can do. And Yeah, you know. we're going to die. Yeah, we're yeah. going to die anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. It's the, the one universal truth. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I think uh, we're at the end of the show now. So I awesome. want to thank you for uh, coming on. Very yeah, much. thank yeah. you guys. Could you, really um, great. Uh, do you want to plug? everything that you're doing from i have an 80 city tour about psychedelics it's called the good trip and uh, you can go to shane moss m-a-u-s-s dot com to see all the cities i'm about halfway through it right now see all the cities i'll be doing um and check out my podcast here we are where i go on around and talk about with scientists to answer many of these kinds of questions um from people that actually study it and know what they're talking about <laughs> and uh <laughs> not us <laughs> no nah, i mean uh, and we but do to an extent but yeah nowhere I mean, near what these people do but also i mean also scientists uh are into very specific things and then are don't know about other areas right. there's things that i know about science that other scientists don't know sure. and that's, uh, i mean that's as long as we keep on learning and keep understanding, like we can all kind of grow together yeah. and have the humility to say when we don't know something yeah, yeah. right Cool. Well, yeah. thanks again, man. Go, go see his show. I saw it tonight. It was really great. So Awesome. Very cool. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Hey, thank you guys for listening again. Uh, find us on Facebook at Chamber 6 Media. You can also find us on YouTube where we have a litany of videos. We also have live videos of, of uh, Sounds of the Night. Again, you can find us there at Chamber 6 Media. If you find the show interesting and you want to maybe be a guest, contact us at chamber6media at gmail.com.
Uh, that's C-H-A-M-B-E-R-S-I-X-M-E-D-I-A at gmail.com. Um, we do it. Usually we just do a theme and um, pick two songs for each person. So it's really fun. You can find us on Spotify as well, where we update it after every episode where we have music. And that also can be found um, if you just go to Spotify and search Sounds of the Night. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, It was a great episode, and we will see you next week.